Your Steve Jones Show podcast is loading now. The Steve Jones Show podcast is sponsored by Purdy Insurance. Visit Purdy Insurance on Market Street in Sunbury or visit online at purdyinsurance.com. Sports talk where your voice counts. This is the Steve Jones Show on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Now from the Sunbury Motor Studio, here's Steve Jones. Our great friends at Purdy Insurance. Market Street and Sunbury, go to purdyinsurance.com. Auto, home, life, business, RV, boat, motorcycle, whatever it may be. They'll take care of your insurance needs. Make sure you're fully insured, fully covered. And they'll do everything they can to save you money. And they're the pros' pros. They're just really good people. We're just really good people. The Matt and I are around them enough. We can testify to that. We're terrific. It's all at Purdy Insurance. Market Street in Sunbury. Go to purdyinsurance.com. And we're in the Sunbury Motors studio. Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury. Sunbury Motors Kia, Routes 11 and 15, Hummel's Wharf. Gee, I wonder what our play-by-play call of the day is. Seconds to go. It's a handoff. Stevenson up the middle. Breaks one tackle at the 50 to the 45-40. Stiff Army's free at the 35. Drops it behind him to Jacoby Myers, who circles and laterals it. And it's intercepted by the Raiders. Going the other way. Down the sideline at the 20-yard line to the 10-yard line. Touchdown, Vegas. What a wild yeah, I thought that went well. Not what you thought, but I, I, it had to be that. It just had to be that. My goodness. How often have I said there's nothing in sports more golden than having a great athlete who has a great feel for the game? Because there are too many guys that play in this game that are great athletes and don't have a good feel for it. Aaron Donald is a great athlete as a big man who has a great feel for the game. That's why he's so special. Then you see stuff like this, and you sit back and go, hey, hey, hey. You, I mean, okay, stop thinking it only hurts the club. All right. Talk some basketball now. Dick Girardi joins us. DJ, always a pleasure. Great to have you back. It got washed this morning. Oh, perfect. <laughs> you know, I, I didn't know where it had been. Nothing against Roger, but I thought I, I just thought I'd throw it in the wash, and it looks good. I have not yet worn it, but that could happen Thursday. That could happen Thursday. You I know what? I could have a pair of Jeopardy out. <laughs> For those who don't know. Dick is a Jeopardy master, and he's hooked me into the, on especially on road trips. Although at home we do that sometimes, but on road trips, let's play Jeopardy. And we have a good time with it. So. Well, yeah, I'm, I'm all right, but Joe Putnam, is, oh. he's way better than either one of us. Let's be realistic. I mean, Joe Putnam is a killer. 
Indeed, he is. That's yeah. correct. I mean, we, we just kind of sit there and go, yeah, yeah, that's good. Yeah, that's right, Joe. Yeah, that's great. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he is astonishing uh, with his level of knowledge. And my favorite was when we played a whole bunch of them in the middle of the night, coming back from Blacksburg to the middle of nowhere a yes. couple of years ago. Um, mm-hmm. We drove for like three hours. It was like, we get back like three in the morning. It was yeah. like a nine o'clock game. And then you had to get up and go to State College. And I stopped in Baltimore and had some crab cakes. It was a beautiful thing. Yeah. Uh, but yes, we played a lot of Jeopardy that night. So, okay. All right. This is, and you sent this to me today, a great stat. Penn State to this stage, has only turned it over 100 times, which is good. That's 9.1 turnovers a game. They have 130 made threes. They're plus 90 points in three-pointers over turnovers. Dick, it's it's stunning to see. Yeah, uh, Steve, I I don't know that I ever looked for this stat before, because, you know, why would you? But I don't think there's any reason I would have ever seen this with anybody, right? I mean, how does this even happen? I looked up Iowa. I told you they're generally a fairly low turnover team, and they like to shoot threes. Yeah, they have way more turnovers than threes. So what that tells you is you're running an extremely efficient offense. Uh, They're second in the country in turnover percentage, uh, fewest turnovers. And they're third in the country in three-point percentage. So that is the reason they're so offensively efficient, one of the best in the country. And, of course, the guy that runs it all is Jalen Pickett. And Steve has 84 assists and 20 turnovers. That's also insane uh, for a guy who handles the ball, like, all the time. He just doesn't make many bad plays at all. So, yeah, it's a really difficult team to guard. Uh, They have all these three-point shooters. They have four shooters shooting better than 44% on threes. And I just added up while we were talking, Lundy, Funk, Winter, and Dredd now made 100 threes among the four of them, and they're shooting 45.5% from three. How do you guard that when the guy who's got the ball all the time can take you to the rim and score? You've got problems. you got choices, and they're all bad. And not only that, and this is something we had talked about during the game, was it, that – because sometimes you have a team where they've got a good three-point shooter and maybe a secondary guy. Okay. This guy has four other options that can shoot. Right, and that's why, yeah, and Steve, that is why nobody to this point has run a second player at Jalen Pickett. They're basically letting him dribble the ball and take his time and get to the rim and score. And Jalen shooting 48% overall as I'm looking at this, he's 65 of 112 on twos. Yeah. Or, or 61 of 105 on twos, so you can do the math. He's run 60% on two-point shots. So, um, yeah, everybody's just petrified because if you run that second guy at him, whoever's guy that was, he's going to throw it to him for an open three. Yeah. So they're basically saying, all right, you know, we'll, we'll let him make twos. We just don't want to give up too many threes. But they're still giving up a lot of threes. So, it's a fun team. Uh, they've led by double digits in 10 of the 11 games. They've been over 94 times already. Um, and they got two more non-con games, one on Thursday, one a week later. Uh, and they're going to be 10-3, and three, and the Big Ten starts up in earnest 
on New Year's Day against Iowa, I think 6 o'clock post time at the Georgia Center. Yep, exactly. Um, what I would like to know, and this is something that you'd have to do a real deep dive, Pickett's in the game 34 and a half minutes a game. And we talked mm-hmm. about he only, he's, what, 20 turnovers for the total for the season. i like to know how many of those 34 and a half minutes where he actually is handling the ball how many yeah. minutes, and then yeah. you then do a deep dive into the turnovers, and that's something you'd have to somebody would have to go so deep into that to find it. But that right. would be that would be my curiosity yeah. with him. Nah, that's a good point. Yeah, somebody would have to actually sit, sit down with a tape and have a stopwatch right. and all that. But I'm not doing that. But that's, no. uh, it's it's an interesting thought. He's up to 378 minutes and 20 turnovers, and I, I suspect Steve, without knowing this, uh, that for a guy who's played that many minutes and handles the ball in the vast majority of those minutes, there's nobody even remotely close to him in the few, in, in that few turnovers. Uh, so not only is, is he really good, he can score, really good defender, really smart, really experienced. He makes great decisions. You know, he's like, he's like the quarterback that always sees the right play. Uh, yeah. Right? What, what is it? He can change the play. He can, when he's in the middle of the play, he'll find the open guy. Uh, and he's such a luxury to have. And Coach Ruiz is just riding him, and he's going to ride him all the way to the finish line here. No, no question about that. I mean, this guy leads them in scoring, rebounds, steals, block shots, assists. I mean, you know, that that's your basic uh, – in basketball, your five-tool player. Yeah, and he, he leads them in turnovers, but that doesn't really count. Right? <laughs> right. <laughs> He has 20, uh, the next guy is 15, but I think we already explained why that's kind of irrelevant. Well, see, what I, but what I like, though, is that he showed us last year he could play, quote, the old man's game and so forth, mm-hmm. but he's showing us this year he can play fast as well. So I like the versatility of his game. Yeah, he can play any game. And now that, and then last year, look, he was he had Miles Dredd, but he didn't have Cam Winter. He didn't have Andrew Funk. He did have Seth Lundy, but. He just has two more three-point options than he had last year, and that's kind of changed the whole – it's changed everything. It's changed the way they play. It's changed how other teams play against them. And, Steve, I don't think anybody has really figured this out. I thought Virginia Tech did the best job. They had a real good individual defender who really was strong and kind of was hammering away at Jalen, and the game was – he couldn't get to the line a lot. I mean, that was just the way the game was or was not being called, but – yeah, nobody's really figured this out yet. And as I look at it, I'm not sure I see a lot of great options for teams. Um, Michigan State did a good job by, like, slowing the game down to a crawl. Right. It just wouldn't let Penn State get out and run, and they're so effective when they run because Pickett obviously can finish. But, if you again, if you try to stop him, he is going to find somebody open and – I mean, Andrew Funk is what he's got 33 made threes. Uh, it's three a game at 44 percent. He made five yesterday in what about seven or eight minutes of the second half. Miles Dredd has 29 made threes. Uh, Seth Lundy has 23 made threes, and Cam Winter's a good three point shooter, yeah. 15 of 33, uh, and 23 of 25 from the free throw line. So he he makes good use of of his when he gets to the two lines. He can score so. Yeah. And they're also, this is also a good free throw shooting team. Yeah. They're, they're at seventy five percent now. They don't get there a ton, but they don't miss much when they get there. Yeah. Um, so, uh, and they're not getting crushed on the glass as small as they are. They're basically minus a rebound and a half a game, which is more than livable. Um, 
and assisted turnover, they're at 1.76 to 1, which is right up near the top in the country. Well, you mentioned about the size part. They're going to run into Hunter Dickinson at Michigan. They're going to run into Zach Eady at, uh, against Purdue at the Palestra. Yep. And then Trace Jackson Davis. So that's going to be three right in a row. Yep. But what I like, though, is that Coach Shrews is he's a next-level thinker. And I'm going to be interested to see, especially in those three games, what he dials up against Dickinson, Edie, and Trace Jackson Davis to counteract them with what he has. Right, and those are right in a row. Right. Uh, Iowa first and then those three. Yeah, it is fascinating. But I think it's, you know, without talking to them yet, but I think the theory is going to be, look, even if we had really good, a good experienced big man like John Harris, are we really going to be able to do a lot with those three players? answer is really no uh that's just bad matchup it's a bad matchup for john uh you know maybe a guy like mike watkins who's a shot blocker he's hasn't been in the program for a couple of years you give yourself a little better chance but you're gonna have trouble yeah. so what are you trying to do make them guard somebody make them guard miles Dritt. yeah uh, you know, make them come out and play on the out of the three-point line good luck because zach Eady, when you, and penn state did a good job against him last year when he's out guarding in open space he's got problems uh, you know, mm-hmm. you got problems guarding him. He's been awesome, but he's just not quick enough out there. Uh, Davis is the most athletic of those three, but if you're Indiana, you don't really want him guarding somebody at the three point no. line. Same with Dixon. Um, so I think that's what it's going to come down to, Steve. I think they're going to get numbers, those three big guys, and the question is, can you outscore them from the three point line? And can your other four guys, because frankly, I don't think much of the rest of Indiana's lineup. No. I never really understood why they were picked the first of the Big Ten, but I, that's neither here nor there. The Penn State will get to them here shortly. Um, Purdue, I think, has been the biggest surprise in the league, given what they lost. Um, but, look, Matt Painter's a, a wonderful coach, yeah. and it just doesn't seem to matter. He just does a great job. Uh, and, and Michigan, I, I think they're still – when I watch them, Steve, I – a lot of new players. They lost their point guard, the kid from Princeton, uh, Llewellyn, who I know that he got an ACL. I know they had a really thought he would be another really good fifth year guy for them. Uh, but the coach's son is Chet Howard. Is really yeah. Good. He's really good. Yeah. So there, I haven't seen enough of them yet uh, to get a real feel for it. But I look, I think Penn State can play with anybody in the league. There isn't anybody that I watch and go, oh my God, they're just so much better. I don't see that. Um, and teams are going to have to think about, look, how are we going to play against this team? Right. Uh, so it, it, it is interesting. Uh, and, of course, we're waiting on the Seth Lundy. We don't think it's all that serious, yeah. but to be, to be determined, we don't. We certainly think he's not going to be out for right. any length. Right. I have to ask you about the Palestra part, because, I mean, you know, it's coming up here. Uh, Dick, they've played... Michigan State and Iowa there. It's been a packed house each time. The timing of it is it happens to be the last day before the students come back to campus anyway. Uh, What's your thought on what you and I both think is a genius move of getting this program into that building? Yeah, for so many reasons. Um, One, you bring it to your largest alumni base who don't really, can't get up to State College in the wintertime to watch basketball. 
uh, you bring it to your biggest recruiting base. Um, you get some pub in the area where Penn State Hoops does generally does not. It was kind of unfortunate that it couldn't have been on a Saturday this year right. rather than a Sunday. But the good news is the Eagles are playing, but it's going to be irrelevant because uh, they basically need to one more win one more game. Uh, and that's the last game of the regular season on the 8th. They need to win one of the next three to have the top seed throughout. So that that's, that should be done by that time. Um, but, yeah, it, it's, and it's such a cool place to play. I think it's cool for the players. Um, I know when Micah got the job, I first time I talked to him, I said, look, are you think, I, what do you know about this? He says, look, I watched both of the games. <laughs> he says, yeah. we're, we're doing this. Yeah. And it doesn't have to happen every year, although I wouldn't mind it. Um, but every couple of years is great. Um, and Seth Lundy will get his second chance to play there, which will be cool. And, of course, Seth played there. Andrew Funk played there uh, in high school, um, both of them in Catholic League champions. Uh, Seth winning championships. Andrew Funk with Colin Gillespie winning a championship at Archbishop Wood in the building. So that will be very cool for them as well. Uh and and Cam Winter played literally right up the street right. at Drexel. Yeah. Um, so it'll be kind of a, he played four years at Drexel. And when I say right up the street, I mean right off the street. Yep. Like yeah. two blocks away. No uh, doubt. And he's, yep. he's played in the cluster. So that, that'll that be cool for all those guys. And Miles Dredd got a chance to play there. And I know he loved it when they played Iowa uh, in, in 2020. So, yeah, it, it, and, it, and it, you know, like Adam Fisher's a local guy. Mike Farrell, Farrelly's a local guy. Went to St. Joe's. So, yeah, a lot of, lot of connections in Philly. And, it, and, it, and look, it's, <laughs> it's, I have two favorite buildings to watch college basketball. Yep. The Cluster's one of them, and I know I told you the other one is Allen Fieldhouse. Yeah. It would be great if Penn State could somehow get a game out there one time because I think you would love that place. That's, oh, well, that's just an awesome it, place to watch hoops. It's ironic you bring that up because Ben Cat Ben Batuti, who is uh, Neely Ben Batuti's husband, the president of Penn State, mm-hmm. stopped by a practice the other day. And he says, he's talking to me about Fog Allen Fieldhouse. And I mentioned to him that how much you love Fog Allen Fieldhouse. And he, he says, I can't believe you've never been there. And I said, no, I have not. He says, you have to go. Well, I said, <laughs> I said, well, you're the husband of the president of the university. Why don't you make it happen? <laughs> Call Phil Self. Make it happen. Or even a or even a one a one off. Just go out there and plug. Uh, yeah, it's, it's everybody should get an opportunity. It's the best. It's just it's just awesome. And the Palestra is you know, people have been in Rec Hall. It's the Rec it's Rec Hall without yeah. a track yeah. at the top. And it was built at the same time by the same architect. Um and it's half the size of Allen Fieldhouse. Basically, Allen Fieldhouse is the cluster with the second deck. I, I, now, and obviously, you've been asked this question a lot. But you know, of all, who knows how many games have you done in there? Hundreds. Yeah, I would say yeah. Hundreds. Yeah. Yep. Okay. I don't care if it's high school or it's college or whatever it may be. Give me a couple off the top of your head where you walked out of the building and you said, wow. Yeah, I mean, I, I thought the Iowa game was a wow uh, yeah. three years ago. Yep. Uh, just the quality of play. and Remember how hot it was oh, in January? Boiling. To bring out the fans. Uh, uh, I, probably the most famous game I saw there was uh, LaSalle in Florida. Lionel Simmons was a junior. 
And George McLeod was the star oh, for geez. Florida State. Yep. He played in the NBA for quite a long time. 101 to 100 wow. in regulation. Uh, LaSalle won the game. I mean, just great ball, just just wonderful stuff. And maybe the wildest one I saw in there, and I, I only saw half of it. I'll explain why. Uh, Penn is playing Princeton, which is obviously a legendary game. they played every year forever. And Penn, with Mike Jordan, who's now the Lafayette coach, yep. and Matt Langle, who's the Colgate coach for the backcourt, really good backcourt. And Penn is leading at halftime 33-9. to nine. Yeah. Oh. And, and, I, and I leave because I got the Temple-St. Joe's game, which is the 9-30 game out at St. Joe's. So I get out there, and I'm watching the second half, and Princeton wins the game, 50-49. to 49. Like, what? How did that happen? Uh, and the Penn fans were yelling at him at halftime, you have nine. <laughs> <laughs> Unfortunately. So the game, and, and it's crazy. They ended up playing the last game of the season for the Ivy League championship. This is before the tournament at Jadwin up in the Princeton campus. And the winner was winning the league. And Penn slaughtered them. And they didn't come back. And Fran Duffy, who was then the Penn coach, had the great line. Says, I felt like Bill Buckner, only I got a second chance. <laughs> yeah. After, yeah, Princeton scored 41 in the second half of the other game. Yeah, it was like, what? What just happened? It was like, this, and it's one of those weird things, you know, like the NFL yep. yesterday, right? Yep. Like, what? <laughs> what? How did that happen? What uh, are we doing? Yeah, uh, but those, those, those kind of stick out. I mean, some of the Villanova St. Joe's games in there were always, they were always great. Uh, didn't really matter uh, who, who was any good that year. They were just good games. Yeah. There was, in fact, Villanova had pounded St. Joe's at it on, on their campus. It was pretty early in Jay Wright's tenure. St. Joe's probably had the better players, but the, Villanova just killed them. Yeah. Well, the next year, it was Jameer Nelson's junior year. Yeah. And um, at the end of the last practice before the game, Martelli ran like the last two minutes of the previous game where Villanova was just murdering him. <laughs> and St. Joe's came out, and I think, let's see if I get this right, late in the first half, the score was like, it was like 43 to 9. Oh, jeez. It, like, it was like that Penn Prince thing. Yeah. Uh, and, and Villanova didn't come back. And that was when Jay Wright was just getting the program started. Randy Foy was a freshman. Yeah. And all the guys who ended up being really good players there, they just weren't ready for that spot against that team. But it was just – it wasn't really two teams playing well. The Villanova major credit, they ended up coming back, lost by 17. I mean, they didn't, like, give up or anything. They lose by 50. Right. Uh, and, and that was, again, the seed for the program starting to get on a run. But, yeah, that was the junior version of the St. Joe's team that went 27-0 in the regular season the next wow. year. I mean, they were just really, really good yeah. with a couple with uh, several NBA players on the roster. And, and by the way, um, George McLeod did play a game in Rec Hall for Florida State against right. Penn State. There you, so, go. There you go. Yeah. And I, I think – I'm trying to think who that – I believe Pat Kennedy was the coach there. At the that's time. A, no, yeah. that sounds right. Pat was the coach. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Pat was the coach yeah. at the time. Yeah, no, I knew I knew Pat well from his Iona days. I ended up his career at Towson. Yes. Uh, another, another <laughs> didn't go well. <laughs> no, it did not go well. Another one of the great stories. I'm doing a Towson LaSalle game one year at LaSalle. Yeah. yeah. And 
Pat's nearing the end of the line. It's yeah. just obvious it's not going to work out. <laughs> so I walked to the locker room before the game. I said, and they were like, oh, and whatever. I said, you know, I said, LaSalle's really bad. I said, you might win this game. And he looked at me and he says, you obviously have not seen our team play. <laughs> And then at the at the end of the game, LaSalle's holding on, and LaSalle throws the ball inbounds off the basket wire to give Towson the last shot. They hit a three. They win the game. Pat County runs off the court. Steve, it was the last game he ever won. <laughs> he went one in 28. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, well, we could do this all day. That game was not at the plus, and that was at LaSalle. Right. Nevertheless, just, I mean, the stuff the stuff we've seen through the years. Uh, yeah. It's fun, and it's especially fun this year for many games that you and I have done together on the radio to see this group, to see the fun they're having, to see how beautifully coached they are, and to see how well they're playing. And I think people can look forward to a tournament, and you know, I don't want to make any predictions. The last prediction I made, I turned out to be right, but wrong. I said after two games, the nineteen, uh, the twenty nineteen twenty team is going to the NCAA tournament. Yep. Uh, and of course, they would have called the tournament if there had been. Yes. Uh, but I think this team's certainly going to plan a postseason, uh, and I think they have a real chance at the NCAA. All the numbers are good. Um, but you know they're going to have to do it. They're going to have to. They're going to have to get up near ten, eleven, twelve wins, whatever that number is going to be in the Big Ten. Uh, win the games you're supposed to win. Win a few. Maybe you're not on paper supposed to win, but they're fully capable. They're really experienced. There isn't going to be a situation any of these core players haven't seen before, uh, and they've really played only one poor game of Michigan. Yeah, it was that was a game I'm sure they'd all like to have back. Yep. And, you know, maybe they will get it back in Chicago. They don't play Michigan State again in the regular season, um, but it's it's college basketball. Nobody's going to play great every night. It just doesn't work out that way. Um, but that, that's one they like to have back. But in the very next game, they got it back, and then some when they went to Illinois and just they were ten point underdogs and won by fifteen. So uh, good team getting better. Really looking forward to the last. 20 games uh, of the regular season and some serious postseason action in Chicago and a site to be determined. Well said. All right, my friend. I will see you on Thursday. I'm sure you'll be armed with another Jeopardy game. We'll be set to go. Yeah, we got a late post time, so yeah, it should be good. We've got 8 o'clock post time for you and me. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Sounds yeah. good. Well, there we go. All right. We shall, we shall see about the Quinnipiacs with my man Baker Dunleavy having their best season since he's been the coach. So yeah, we'll see how the, we'll yeah. see how the cues are. Yep, nine up, three down for the cues. There you go. All right. Thank you, sir. Always oh, a pleasure. All right, Steve. I'll see you on Thursday. Look, I know it went long, but when the conversation's that good, and really, by the way, Jalen Hurts may not play on Saturday against the Cowboys. Yep. Sprained shoulder. Yeah. Probably ought to cost him the playoffs, too, based on what I'm reading. Doesn't look good. Uh, let's see. It's one of the problems with being such a great team. Oh, that's right. They're really good. Suddenly out of nowhere, you don't seem so cocky. Well, I, my prospects on Saturday's game have changed. 
but, but listen, Gardner Minshew is capable of winning one game. That's all I'm going to say. Get out of the fetal position. You're fine. All right. News is next. I'm sure it's really intriguing. Here on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Hmm. When car repairs get difficult. Well, I, I just don't know. Um, me neither. We get good. Sunbury Motors. More than quality new and used cars, Sunbury Motors specializes in complicated auto repair diagnosis. They can handle intricate repairs and even complete auto body with service open Monday through Friday, 7 till 4. And Sunbury Motors has made simple repairs easy. Maintaining your vehicle is necessary. Finding the time to do it is difficult. Welcome to Sunbury Motors Quick Lane. Open 7 till 4, Monday through Friday. Just walk in or call ahead. Relax in their remodeled waiting room with Wi-Fi, beverages, and snacks. Will Sunbury Motors factory train techs take care of your oil change, tire alignments, brakes, and inspections. Quick Lane, 6.30 to 6, Monday through Friday, Saturday, 6.30 till 2. Sunbury Motors, Ford and Hyundai, North 4th Street, Sunbury. And Sunbury Motors, Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. We take the... Mm. Out of auto repair. Taking your calls at 800-795-9565. This is the Steve Jones Show on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Now from the Sunbury Motor Studio, here's Steve Jones. Today's show brought to you by Purdy Insurance, Market Street, and Sunbury. Go to purdyinsurance.com. Auto, home, life, business, RV, boat, motorcycle, doesn't matter. They'll find bundles. They'll do everything they can to save you money. But they want to make sure you're fully insured. All at Purdy Insurance, Market Street and Sunbury. Go to purdyinsurance.com. We're in the Sunbury Motors studio. Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury. Sunbury Motors, Kia Routes 11 and 15, Elmo's Wharf online at sunburymotors.com. Okay, uh, Jalen Hurts' shoulder sprain uh, might not play Saturday. Evidently, he got driven into the. I, you know, and again, because I was broadcasting a, a game yesterday, I didn't. I only caught little tiny pieces of the Eagles and Bears game, so I do not. I did not see the play. Yeah, it, it was bad. Basically, it was late third quarter. Again, it was a RPO. He took it himself, and he got. The defender came on top and just drilled his shoulder right into the turf. And after that, you can tell he was in pain. But he kept playing, obviously, the rest of the way and scored another rushing touchdown after that. But uh, He yeah. scored three rushing touchdowns yesterday. He threw for 315 yesterday, by the way. Uh, Smith and um, Brown both had over 100 yards receiving. And obviously, I mean, another terrific performance by him. But... A key element for this team that Gardner Minshew does not bring to the table would be Jalen Hurts' legs. You can defend the Eagles differently when that threat is not there. And that's the issue. I mean, that's that's going to be the issue. He's still mobile, and you can still, you can still use him to run, but he's not the same speed and all that as before. Are you kidding me? Are the rides open at Fantasyland? Come on. 
You I mean, gotta be kidding me! I, you, I he, mean, I mean don't do this to don't do this to the audience. Come on, will I, you be real with people? We've <laughs> seen on. him extend. I, I am being honest. We've seen him. He's a guy that can extend plays. Can he run an RPO? Not really. But you, I'm saying is, it's not like he's gonna be a guy that's gonna be a is gonna just be a, a twig and just stand there in the pocket. But he's not Jalen Hurts. No. And do I think the Eagles are going to win this game probably on Saturday? Probably not, but I think it's still going to be a close game because Dak Prescott can't protect the football. But the bottom line is, Eagles can win, only have to win one game. Minshew's perfectly capable of that. Eagles should be fine, get the number one seed. He can win a game. There's no doubt about that. And then you rest Hurts until the playoffs. Really? Yeah, uh, unless unless it comes down to week eighteen, then you maybe then you have, then you have to if he can play then play him. But if the Eagles win one of these next two games, either against Dallas or against the Saints the week after, then I don't think you you play Hurts at all until the playoffs, and just let him heal. Nine carries, twenty one yards, two point three yards a carry. I can see your point. This year, two carries for minus two. I see your point. You're right. He is. He is Patrick Mahomes. Very good. No, he's not Patrick Mahomes. But I'm saying you can. He's a guy that can extend the play and at least have that kind of threat. Is what I'm saying. He's not a. He's not like a runner like Jalen Hurts. He doesn't have the speed like Jalen Hurts or the athleticism. But he's a guy that's mobile and can extend the play in the passing game. You have to make some adjustments with the RPO. There's no doubt about it. He doesn't bring that element of the game. But in terms in the passing game, extending a play. Yes, he can bring. He can it, still bring that element a little bit. Your your voice is getting very high. <laughs> getting a little defensive here. He's got eleven carries for nineteen yards as an eagle. You're right. He is a real. Th- I mean, in fact, you know what? We're gonna spy him. <laughs> <laughs> Let's spy him. It's Gardner Minshew. Yeah, great. You know what? You know when a defensive coordinator makes a decision to spy Gardner Minshew, you want to know what happens? Take one guess. Probably defensive gets coordinator. Yes, <laughs> you get can. What are you doing? <laughs> it's Gardner Minshew. <laughs> oh goodness gracious. Get awfully defensive there, boy. You can't you can't be honest about your team. That's what no, I think about. But you're, you're acting noticed. you're acting like he's just going to be there and just like an open target for they're just standing like a twig in the pocket. I mean, it, he's he's got the same mobility as Cooper Rush. I don't even know if that's totally accurate. Okay, Rush is more mobile. Okay, um, it's, it's fine. I mean, he was Minshew mania for a reason. A lot of that was he was able to extend the play and make oh, a throw downfield. This this town is drunk. You guys don't even. You guys have no. You're not even realistic about your own team. Come on. I am realistic. I don't think they win Saturday. I would have the my Yankees doubts if the they win Saturday, going. but they can win a game or two with Minshew and still get the number one seed. Then you have Hurts back Judge in the playoffs. Is the greatest hitter ever. <laughs> I love when he hits in the World Series. Oh, wait, he's never been there. (laughs) 
Okay. Minshew mania. <laughs> like when Jeremy Lin played for the Knicks. All right. <laughs> What's the difference? <laughs> the difference is Jeremy Lin was a fraud. Minshew's at least won some games in this league. Yes, that year that he went one and seven as a starter, very impressive. <laughs> I'm, I'm being accurate now. He was one and seven as a starter with the uh, with Jacksonville. Did I miss something? No. You want to know his high school stats? I got I got Minshew's high school stats. It's pretty good. Nah, that's okay. I don't need to worry nah, about that. Ah, in 2012, he completed 56% of his passes, 27 touchdowns, 12 picks. That's terrific. Oh, now you're not impressed. Was 1-6 and six as a starter at East Carolina? Not good. Let's see. Ooh, he's not quite 6-1. Wow. 40-yard dash. Guess what Minshew's 40-yard dash is? Now, I don't think it was great. It was, what, five, low fives, Four, maybe? Four, nine, seven. Okay. Yeah. But he can run like, like he's just. I didn't say he can run like Jay Leonard. I just said he's, he's, he's mobile barely, and he can extend the play. That's all. He cannot run like Jalen Hurts. I did not say that. Yeah, 11 carries for 19 yards with the Eagles. Hmm, pretty good. Exactly, this... because he can't run like Jalen Hurts. But he still he still put up, not like the Jets game last year, he was terrific in the passing game. And a lot of those, because he had to extend the play. Eight wins and 14 losses as a starter. Hmm. It's kind of below the Mendoza line, don't you think? Hmm. Kind of gives me that David Woodley feeling. Minshew mania. So they had Minshew mania last year, and he was one and one as a starter. Really? Minshew mania? Am I missing something here? I must be missing something. Great mustache, though. Let's see. Uh, Which games did he start here? This is last year, right? Playoff game. They lost that playoff game, didn't they? Okay. Just asking for a friend. Hmm. All right. Mike and Nori is on the line. Mike, I need you to bring some common sense to the table. I'm dealing. I'm dealing with somebody who's certifiable. <laughs> I mean, it's certifiable. I mean, they can, they well, can do, do you, no wrong. I don't understand what you mean, Steve. 
Uh, <laughs> you're, you're, do you forget 2017? Where the Eagles had uh, lost their quarterback and they brought in a second-string quarterback and they won the Super Bowl? We don't need to win the Super Bowl with the second-string quarterback. So let Minshew go in and beat up on a couple of the schmo teams like Cowboys and uh, and we'll be good to go for the Super Bowl. So let's just do a quick rundown. Five, four, three, one. Guess what that is? Uh, I don't know. You tell me, Steve. What is that? Five, I think, is the number of Cowboys Super Bowl wins. Four is well, the what Giants. Was that? that was three's, like last century. <laughs> three's Washington, and then four's and three. Four's the Giants. Three's Washington, and one yeah, is the yours. Last century. The last century. <laughs> Oh, the Giants won okay. this century. I just saw Eli Manning. <laughs> it looked to me pretty healthy. Eli who? Eli who? It's somebody who's, uh, who's, who's under uh, 50 years old who Eli Manning is. Well, I don't know. Eli's under 50. Yeah, just barely. Mike, Mike, let's be let's be responsible. Let let's be responsible here instead of being fanboy. And I don't mean you. I'm talking about Matt. Matt is absolutely right. On the money. Minchu, Matt is that, on the money, Steve. He's that on Minchu the money. Can, Minchu, he can hold Minchu, the beard will 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 beat the cowgirls, no. and he might be there for another schmo team. No. But unnecessary. We're we're in the cat seat right now, and there's no reason to bring Jalen out there and, well, and hurt him any more than he is. Oh no, Jalen should not be. But if he's hurt, he's too valuable to what you want to do. Indeed. The difference is going to be, to me, is how do the Eagles play without him because now the threat of running with him is out. And the, what turned around the Bears game yesterday was the bat, when they ran the second um, quarterback draw. Because uh, Dick and I were watching, I said they should run a quarterback draw here, and he got stuffed. Okay. And then they ran it the next play, and he took off, and it was wide open. See, Minshew doesn't give you that. Now you have to play more conventionally, and it's going to be interesting to see how they play conventionally because now you don't have to spy him, and it's a different game without him out there. See, the Eagles have been able to adapt throughout the season. Uh, one game it's run, one game it's pass. And what you're not thinking about is the defense. Mike, the Eagles have Mike, a, a, an unbelievable defense. But, they're good. They're good. There's no question they're a good defense. I mean, are they the best defense I've ever seen? How, no. how many how many sacks they had the past couple games? They had six yesterday. There you go. They had six yesterday. It's very impressive. Now, Mike, I'm realistic about your team because I don't care. Okay, you care. Matt cares. See, I don't care. So I can be realistic and say they're the best team I've seen in the NFL right now. But if he's out, it does take away an element that is really important to their success. That's why Minshew's a second-string quarterback. Right. But Just like Cooper but, but Rush you're, is. But you're not, you're not, you, you have a very short uh, history insofar as 2017, the Eagles were able to uh, come back and, uh, mm-hmm. and win with the second-string quarterback because they were able to adapt. Well, that was that team. They're all Mike, the Mike, Mike. They're all different. This is not the 2017 team. I, I think okay? that the front office has bought the the proper people in, uh, uh, and Howie is going to be the uh, executive of the year. Oh uh, no, he'll be the, the executive right of the year. To, no, no, he, he will be. You're right. He will be the executive of the year. There's no question because 
He's drafted right. The two signings that he made during the season at defensive tackle Indeed. were brilliant. The, yep. the pickup from the Giants was brilliant. So he will be the executive of the year. It's just going to be interesting to see, because this doesn't sound like it's a prolonged thing, but they are going to need his leg. They're going to need his legs to win. I mean, there's no question about it along the way. I mean, they'll need that. I mean, if it's long term, sure. it's a problem, but it won't be. For sure. And they're, and they're, but, the, and they're but, the best, they're the best team out there. The problem is going to be when they play San Francisco, if they beat San Francisco with that defense, and their defense is better than yours. All right. So, I mean, there's they're, they're not really. Uh, I think it's toss-up Mike, myself. Mike, it's not a toss-up. San Francisco's defense is better than yours. The uh, problem is their 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 quarterback is not as good I, as yours. Uh, I mean, well, uh, well, for sure. But I'm not buying that their their defense is better. Jeez, Mike, I've been watching. I've been watching San Francisco's defense like four or five I've times. I've been watching them too, but really I don't care about good. them. I'm, you know, you might care about them. I don't care about them, but I've been watching them also, and I don't. I don't think they're the, they're the world beaters. They're good. There's On no defense, their they're defense good. is really good. Their defense is really good. D'Amico Ryan's will get a head coaching job out of this season. Oh, good for him! He'll, and goes, let's let's hope he does uh, great. Let's put put him. No, no, he, I mean, he, like no he, he will he will get a head coaching job out of this season because of how good San Francisco's been defensively. Um, the question will be is whether they can get Debo Samuel back. They're not going to get their other quarterbacks back. It's going to have to be the kid Brock Purdy. So, I mean, that's the issue for them. Uh, the issue with your team is you're really good on both sides of the ball. Really good. But as I told him, you're not going to be a great team until you win the whole thing. So you're really good right now. Now we'll find out if you can negotiate the whole thing. And it's more difficult now because of the extra games. I mean, that's a big issue, the extra games. Having 17 of them, it's an attrition. One game in the season, extra. It's, it's an, it, yeah, but it's an attrition, Mike. Listen to me. God, you got to listen to what I'm saying. It's an attrition problem in the league. Okay, the problem is the attrition in the league because of the extra game. That's why. That's why you got to enjoy the moment. You guys are playing great, but you got to somehow. The problem with this league, it's so physical. The attrition's a killer. I mean, why is San Francisco down to its third quarterback? They're down to their third quarterback because of attrition. And and not one of the three quarterbacks San Francisco has is better than your quarterback. Your quarterback is not a little bit better. He's way better. He's the MVP of the league. He's the MVP of the league. So we may see if the Cowboys win and the Eagles have their backup quarterback, they'll be one and one with each team's backup quarterback. Yeah, someone right? said maybe we'll see the two of them actually play each other in the playoffs. Oh, at some point, maybe they'll play each other just for a couple of jollies. It'll be great. <laughs> but that's the problem with the league, the attrition. For nearly 100 years, Purdy Insurance has been your locally owned, family-operated source for insurance products. With a staff of over 20 and partnerships with some of the industry's most trusted companies, Purdy has the experience and resources to get the job done. Whether you need personal, home, and auto, or complex business insurance solutions, Purdy will help you navigate through the process. Call today at 570-286-5855. Or better yet, stop in their Sunbury office to see what Purdy Insurance can do for you.